See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2, both on Paramount+. Plus. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to See It or Screw It. My name is TJ Davis. He, him, pronouns alongside... I am Emily Schick, and my pronouns are she and her. I'm Dan Murphy. My pronouns are he and him. I am Poraki him. And on this episode, we are not talking about fucking Christmas classics. Like, we have been building up to this episode inadvertently all holiday or holiday. Yeah, I do think we've mentioned it twice before, so. Yeah, uh, like, if not three times. Yeah. Different episodes, whatever. Um, we're, we're, we're doing... We're doing Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2. It's an episode. Yep. Yeah, wow. we're so all so enthusiastic right now. I mean, it's 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 weird in terms of I feel like how this movie was received even in its time frame versus Jingle All the Way because I mean, I feel like Jingle All the Way with time has gotten better and Bad Santa with time has gotten worse. Um, so you know, I still had a few chuckles while watching the first Bad Santa again. I'm really happy we're actually recording this because if I had to watch like the sequel and not record this, I would actively be upset, which would be <laughs> a rarity because oh man no spoilers but the sequel's bad wow uh, a sequel bad that never that... happens oh wait it happens almost every time also but, like, especially when is so bad m oh especially when there's like that huge time lag in between it's like oh this is like a blatant cash grab got it yeah i mean yeah having 13 years between your movies is generally not a great idea, but hey, Indiana Jones tried it twice-ish. <laughs> and I have mm -hmm. finally seen the newest one, so I can actively say, Ugh. This has a tie-in with our uh, Elf episode, because Zweigoff, the director of the first one, turned down Elf to direct this. Yeah, I mean, well, and this that is the thing. That was a fun fact I, I wanted to bring in. I, 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 well, I mean, in, Sorry, you know, th there's there's this discussion about how they wanted Elf to be edgy. You know, there were various right. voices is in the production of Elf that wanted an edgier movie. And, you know, this is clearly an edgier movie. And I just feel like Elf is maintained as like a Christmas classic. Whereas Age like better. this is this you is not actively... a movie that Daniel, Daniel, you yeah. have watched this movie for yeah. at least the last decade. No, that's every the thing. holiday season. That's what I'm saying. But, well, Elf, like not Elf not has not turned into a movie not that you would Bad that Santa, people, but yeah, yeah, people will watch Elf every year. Bad Santa is not a movie that I think no. anyone is watching every year as like like oh no. it's Christmas, I got to pull out Bad Santa. <laughs> like it's a movie that yeah, maybe people if pull it out every few Christmas. years, but like you're not pulling it out every year. No one's doing that. I don't know. Finally fucking seeing Bad Santa 2 has kind of turned me off from the first one as well. Because, um, <laughs> like, of yeah, the first one I'd pull out, like, every few years. It's, what, 2003? It's very 2003. But, like, it, it it's not a good movie, but it's still, like, 
was enjoyable background noise. I, I, until find, I, I find both of them watched really it again. similar. <laughs> I feel like both of them have like the same problems. It's just like like at least when the original was being made, these jokes were like considered funny. Um, whereas the second one, they were made at a time when those jokes had not had like fallen out of favor. So it's it's a little more awkward experience. At the same time, like I like some of the ideas behind the Bad Santa 2 jokes, even if they're not necessarily actually good. So I no, think I like agree. the uh, I think there's just way more energy in the first one than the second. Oh, like they absolutely. actually really wanted to make a thing where the second is just totally forced. Like the yeah. first movie, uh, I think Billy Bob's performance is excellent. Like really uh proper drunk guy stuff like that's the part that makes me laugh is just him at his worst you know pissing his pants yeah and just you know it's 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 sad and desperate and then you know enjoyably contrasted with like very uh upbeat carols and you know christmas music and just uh i really enjoy that the the, the black comedy element of it you know obviously some of the jokes uh did not age well of course but that's uh what they were going for at the time as well was to be offensive or like a kind of classic shock thing um and i was second that. one like like they try and do that again but times have changed and it just feels like i don't know like it's lost and i respect the hell of the first one for being what it was i completely agree about the second one uh but like the first one there's some really good talent that everybody is giving it their all right well they, i don't know i mean i really think the one, one weird to. thing though i do think is i do think that I mean, tony cox John and brett I think that Tony Cox and Brett Kelly have grown as actors between Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2. And I think they actually give better performances in Bad Santa 2 uh, because they're yeah, kind I of agree. the weak points in Bad Santa. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton's kind of phoning it in. And I don't know. At some point, Kevin you lose. Is, you, I, yeah. I really enjoy the bernie mac john ritter combo as well yeah like, oh, like, yeah, yeah no no I, I, like, Who doesn't have some of the best yeah i think i think yeah i mean the whoever is playing the um the head of the charity it's just like he does not have the charisma necessary for that role um, at least the first one is having a conversation with political correctness like it's actually trying to be about that because you have characters you have John Ritter who's trying to. Sorry, like, I'm watching like a big bun. <laughs> oh yeah, we got big bun. <laughs> Much big bun. Bunny on the cast. He's a, he's a real big boy. Um, See, and this is why we need to start doing video, guys. Well, I, I lost like my train of thought. Fun. So, <laughs> um, John Ritter on the cast. Something, something. Oh yeah, no, I just time. enjoyed. I, I enjoyed. Yeah, it. well, I mean, then that's the other thing is like, like you know, I mean, I think that generally speaking, I think the characters, a lot of characters are poorly written, um, and ultimately, I think that John Ritter and Bernie Mac in Bad Santa make their really poorly written bad characters and lauren tom too um like memorable I, and comedic that's the big one i um, want to talk about was lauren and like tom. yeah but and i mean like like and then you don't have that in bad santa too like i just feel like 
like yeah you're not gonna avoid uh, like yeah we're gonna have to have a conversation about kathy bates in that film but like i just feel like christina Hendricks and um the head of the charity and his like head of security are not as memorable characters as um uh, as like lauren graham john ritter and, and bernie mack who are kind of their surrogates so yeah you know yeah, yeah i agree um I think, you know, yeah, as well, it's like, there's so many reasons not to do a sequel to this. It's like, what is the first one banking on is the shock value, you know, like, mm -hmm. and and so you've lost that immediately right off the bat. It's like, I really think it's a thankless task to try <laughs> make a sequel to this movie 13 years later. Uh, you know like and I think they really tried and I've seen so many worse sequels in my life like I think they went in there with the best of intentions but it's like the original is just like you know a quick dirty little dark comedy thing mm -hmm. from its era you know and I, I have a lot of respect for it honestly I think it's like a really solidly funny movie even if you know not all of it works Um, and but it just feels like forcing you know a square into a round hole with the second one it's i don't like, know i mean i thought that well i mean i i don't feel like the second one does this and i feel like the first one falls a little bit flat in terms of its commentary on commercialization but i think like the second one almost wants to say something about how philanthropy is frequently kind of corrupt um and like it has the opportunity so to say that and and misses it completely um yep. but like I, it is a thing that like, it is something that i would like to see more media talk about um but this film doesn't do that i think that the first one does a better job of talking about how oh commercialization is kind of because i mean like ultimately you know you look at the ending do you all need all that shit film. yeah it's like do you need all that shit and it's just like like you know gift giving is a way of showing love and that's ultimately what you know the ending of this film is about and boils down to which is you know why commercialization can be you know a positive aspect of the holiday in a weird way um but like yeah this, the second one just doesn't have anything to say about out the ambiguity of of the benefits of philanthropy which is kind of a letdown compared to um the first one which i do think in in a weird way ends up in an ambiguous spot about materialism so well i think but. you know it's trying to be one of those coen brothers style redemption of like one tiny tiny step for, for a person and that like to be in that kind of microcosm it's like here is one of the worst people ever can he like find the empathy to do be slightly good to this other person, you know, and the when like the way he, like it is absolutely hilarious when he just drunkenly tears through the advent calendar. Like it's so cruel, but like it funny, like something a drunk person would do that has like a really bad consequence up so well by the kid before it, you know. And well, I mean, I think I, that I find his moral really... turper very yeah, I mean that I'm sequence I think is is really impressive because like I get walks that line so well of of just having a character do something absolutely despicable but us not completely hate abandoning him um because I feel like yes. like a lot of mo a lot of films films either like lessen the impact of the of the act or we just completely lose the character 
Um, and I think that this film walked that line really well, which is actually really impressive because that's not easy to do. Um, and, you know, I mean, a major credit to Billy Bob Thornton's performance in that scene. So I really oh, yeah. like Honestly, he's one, I think, one of the greatest actors who ever lived based on this and a couple other things I've seen him in where I've just like, like Armageddon. Uh, yeah, Armageddon, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of uh, A Simple Plan, a movie which I think is just okay. Uh, the Sam Raimi movie, like pretty yep. good. Um, but I think he, him in that, like, you know, and Sling Blade Wait and some of these performances in this Sam Raimi? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a simple plan is a is a big letdown. Uh, it should be so much better than it is, but there are glimmers of good things in it, and yeah, Thornton's it's, definitely one of them. I think it's you know, it's worth watching. But yeah, he is especially. I just think like he has that magic naturalistic skill, and he's still using it here. And mm-hmm. like obviously in the in the sequel, it's like you know he's still a fantastic actor, but it's just like I'm not buying him as this degenerate anymore. You know, like it's it's it something is lost, and I don't know is it just in the way the film is made, or if it's him, it's kind of hard to pin down. But it's like it, and even though they keep the the humor, like, and as well, even that like uh, anti PC well, I mean, stuff seems forced in the second one. Whereas it kind of just like they're natural scumbags in the first movie. Whereas in the second one, it's like, oh well, we got to have everyone saying the politically incorrect stuff you know because that's like part of the the movie well i mean i I think it's also the problem that sequels just frequently run into of it's just like like you know well it's no i mean it's just like like we had a character we gave him an arc oh crap we need to like like revert him we need to undo it so that we have an arc for the sequel like and that's that's kind of the problem this runs into it's just like it's realistic that like this character would have have some sort of relapses that ultimately would kind of destroy his relationship with with lauren graham but like you know it's it makes Ugh. it really hard to believe the thurman merman stuff um because right, it's like yeah. how dumb is this fucking kid but you know at the same time one of the things that i did like about the sequel is that like that the character is now that the actor is now an adult i feel like he's being exploited less because it's just like like that's uh, just all such, right it's so like, that like different fun bullied. fact that i was yeah. just thinking of but like they were very protective of him on that set when he was a kid <laughs> like like they watched the fuck out for him like they might have been i know pain, but i'm just saying after but, the like they were it, very protective of like we're not exploiting you yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just like I I just have to think that like like it's it's like the story about like um who is it Richard Atherton um who just you know he plays as the dick bag in in Ghostbusters and Die Hard and how he just like uh, a guy just randomly punched him in at a bar just because he always plays dicks and it's just like like it's kind of the same thing that that's humanity's fault. Yeah, I mean it's just like humanity sucks and they're not gonna see that this kid's acting they're just gonna see him as like like someone that they can bully which sucks so it's like the kid who played yeah. joffrey and the fucking yeah, yeah, other to kid him who played uh the 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 country kid in harry potter yeah draco yeah malfoy uh like, tom something tom it felton tom felton yeah that's tom right. felton yeah. it's definitely worrying the amount of people that seem to think movies and tv are real life yeah uh, i i blame microplastics and 
meth mm, microplastics but they're so tasty they're in all, <laughs> all our foods <laughs> right i got nothing all right we should probably actually like get into these movies yeah at, at some point uh, are you do you want are you gonna take both tj or you want to split them up or oh i am so down to split them up i would rather start off than finish carry the back end yeah all right babe get in yeah it. terry Zvigov. um potentially no. a future episode <laughs> future episode ghost world yeah. i i don't know if it's a bob but it's at least teen bob uh yeah. back before scarlett johansson could act oh wait she still kind of can't act mm-hmm. <laughs> uh mostly looking at you dan did you watch the newest snl uh i haven't i mean the fact of the matter is i think that she she like i really like her in in her and the jungle book but both of those are vocal performances um and frankly i've just been generally unimpressed by her acting like across the board throughout her entire career but whatever yep. oh i wasn't actually talking <laughs> about under the Scarlett skin Johansson. is excellent I, yeah I, I was talking about like a joke that fucking um oh oh the not colin jost wrote <laughs> yeah. uh about michael J. scarlett johansson yeah and it was it was hard. <laughs> I bet. But yes. Adam um, Driver was on the last one. It wasn't as good as his last appearance, but it was pretty good. Oh, this one was uh Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Two, Kate hers McKinnon is the next one coming. Place. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. The hers is the last one that happened. Yeah. 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 No, Whatever. it hasn't been on yet. Unless I'm like looking into the future, which like you are, yeah. Fuck me, I really hope that I'm not. Don't make me take insert both... name here. <laughs> Logo uh, both like summaries. Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, yeah. Keep on having get into visions the of myself slipping and falling. Nah. <sighs> I'm pretty sure you're right, TJ. But but let's move on. Yes. Um, that there's there's Aww. a movie. God damn, that's in dead space. There's a movie we're talking about. Yeah, it's called Bad Santa, and we were gonna do a plot summary. Yeah, Willie T. Stoke and his dwarf assistant Marcus. Um, insert name and insert name tony cox and, and billy, billy bob, bob thornton. thornton yep um our professional thieves every year willie gets a job as a department store santa claus and marcus as an elf to rob shopping malls on the night of christmas eve with marcus's wife lois lauren tom uh screaming a lot yeah, she has very few lines. Um, it's just kind of interesting that she's there, and it's also sad that these are the parts that she gets. <laughs> like, but whatever. Yeah. But like, she's also Amy in yeah. Futurama, so like, at least that's where I have Lauren Tom love. From. Oh, I know. I mean, like, that's the thing is like she clearly like 
she it looks like she has range when she plays Amy, but then she always just plays these kind of horrible Asian stereotypes whenever she gets a live action role. So it's what she gets cast as. Yeah. Which again, sad. Marcus's wife Lois as their getaway driver. Marcus takes his job seriously, but Willie, a sex addicted, <laughs> cursing alcoholic, um, uh, not just sex addicted like he is he is very certainly a butt fucker a lot yeah. of this well i mean that's and, the like, thing that's i feel point, like and then like yeah. they hammer it home in the sequel i don't know i mean it's a weird like i feel like it's interesting some of the dialogue like i feel like they should have gone with like a heavier actress than Lauren Graham for the love interest because they like specifically make reference to the fact that he's attracted to heavyset women and yet we don't really see him that often with heavyset women. But um, Lauren Graham is like Hollywood heavy at that time. Yeah. <laughs> Like I mean, it's also man. it's also like I feel like a lot of the jokes in this movie are like we said butt sex, isn't that funny? And it's like where's the actual joke? We said butt sex, that's a joke. It's like, hmm. Em, it looked like you were trying to say something for a second there. <laughs> no, not really. It was more well, shocking in 2003, I'm sure. Yeah. Still want to say see it to this movie, even as I'm reading through this. <laughs> uh, Sex-addicted, cursing, alcoholic is steadily unable to perform with children. Uh, when they are hired at the Saratoga Square Mall in Phoenix, Willie's vulgarity sparks the prudish mall manager, Bob Chipseca? Chipseca. Everyone has weird names in this. Yeah, that's what I like. Everyone has weird names in this. Um, yeah, there's another one coming. One right of the up. last performances of the late and great John Ritter. Yeah, and I really wonder if there were like more scenes intended to be with him that they weren't able to film because his character gets no resolution. And I really wish yeah. that we got to see what his home life was like because I can just imagine it. Like, like I feel like there's a missed opportunity to ha to show him in like a super unhappy marriage and him in like total denial about it. So, but. I mean, that was sort of the vibe that I was getting from this. Yeah, no, I mean, that's but... the vibe I get from his character, but to actually have his wife as a character and, like, to run, it, to run like, something is, like, implying that she's cheating on him and he's oblivious to it or whatever, like, I think would have been funny, so. Well, I, I also kind of get a vibe that he is sexually interested in Jin, our upcoming character, played by mm. the late, great. Bernie Mac as well. Yeah, I mean, How like, I definitely think... fucking dead from this movie. At least yeah. three. Yeah, I feel like you could have played his character. Like, I, you know, I feel like John Ritter's character comes off kind of closet homosexual, which would have been interesting to play. I um, didn't see attraction movie. between them, though. I didn't oh. see attraction between them that much, but I did see like some sort of like he's way more comfortable being around dudes than women vibe from him. So yeah. I was getting a vibe that he wanted to be subjugated. Well, he just seems like someone who's uncomfortable in their own skin. You know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, who brings them to the attention of security chief Jin Slagle. Slagle? 
damn, there are some weird names in this movie. Well, it's also interesting, like, most of these last names are, like, never mentioned in dialogue. <laughs> like, so. But they are credited in the credits. Yes, they are. There's, like, one line that gives them their last name, and then they have to go with it the rest of the film. At the mall, Willie is visited by Thurman Merman. I fucking... I love that name. I hate how much I love that name. <laughs> it's a great name. And they hold on to it for so long. Yeah. Really late in the movie when they say it. Oh, and they better like bring up Neelix in this. Uh because come on, M. He's you, dead. You saw, oh right? yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. His his father, Roger. Is yeah. Neelix. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I I like how uh, when we're revealed that his father, yeah, his father's a criminal, but he's like a criminal. He's like just a really bad accountant. Yeah, <laughs> like he's like somehow Colin. worse than Trump's accountants. <laughs> um, Speaking of current events, did you see or hear? Or Someone's anything? in file for bankruptcy. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, America's mayor. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. We're on this movie. Sorry. Thurman Merman. A friendly but exceedingly gullible, dim-witted young boy who believes he really is Santa and is consistently bullied by a teenage gang of skateboarders. <sighs> Want me to make you a sandwich? Also, Cloris Leachman is his grandmother? Yeah. Just give it all the best parts. At a bar, Willie meets Sue, a bartender with a fetish for Santa Claus. And they begin a sexual relationship. That mostly consists of her screaming, fuck me, Santa. Yeah. Fuck me, Santa. After having casual sex with Sue in his beaten up Impala, Willie is harassed and attacked by a man he had encountered earlier at the bar. There are more words being dedicated to these 10 seconds of the movie it than is, a lot of the rest of the movie. It, I mean, but it is an important plot. It, it is what introduces, like, you know, has him grow, form his attachment to Thurman, so. Yeah. Well, no, his attachment to Thurman is Thurman getting the black eye. This no, is well, be, this is... This, this is him being assaulted... By yeah, but Thurman shows up here, a, which is very important. So, oh yeah, Thurman does show up there. Mm -hmm. huh. Yeah. Uh, but Thurman intervenes. Damn it! Yeah. Willie gives the boy a ride home, where he lives with his senile grandmother, Cloris Leachman. Come on. There's got to be a little Cloris Leachman love. No, no, like, woo or frabuha. I like her. She's great. Yeah. yeah. She's I mean, completely she underused have... in this, but yeah. yeah she oh, she's so underused. <laughs> she gets uh, the one good bit where they think she's dead and she yep. just gets up and starts making sandwiches. It's a genetic trait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all he's been taught. Like that's that's all she could say because she has dementia. And I guess like that's all that he has. The power of sandwiches. You know, I, like oddly, which is a power. It's one of the things that I do 
kind of enjoy about the second one. No, oh, Brett I, Kelly is I, the I, best I part of the second I, one. Yeah, I don't Undeniable. think it's executed well, but like they play it very specifically, and Brett Kelly is the star of it, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he's the only part of the film that has any heart, and he just plays it like he he provides the necessary contrast that the rest of the film is missing. Um, but like, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we'll get to the second one when we get to the second one. Yeah. Uh, Thurman reveals that his mother died. No, she's like in a forest. What? What, what was it? She's dead. He's dead. He's using euphemisms for her being dead. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he had a very specific euphemism. In... Yeah, with like the talking walnut or some bullshit. Yeah, because he's watched Veggie Tales or some bullshit. This is yeah. not talked about the talking walnut at all. And <laughs> I love the concept of the talking walnut. The talking walnut is being your additional Jesus. And yeah. he made me laugh with the the same line again in the second movie. Yes, <laughs> it's it still worked the second time around with the great peanut. He's like he's so excited about it. Yeah. Um. Reveals that his mother died and claims that his father Roger Neelix, because fucking what's his name? Ethan Johnny Phillips. Really, his, his middle name is Johnny. No, he well, yeah, his name middle name is John, but he calls himself like he goes by Johnny. Like Ethan Phillips is just the screen name. Ethan Johnny Phillips, uh, Roger is out exploring the mountains, though he's actually in jail for embezzlement. Willie tricks him into letting him rob their safe and steals Roger's BMW 740 IL. <laughs> I love when Wikipedia gets like people who are like clearly obsessed with cars, like I just <laughs> writing down the exact model of a relatively like, yes, it's important that it's a luxury car, but like you don't need to get that specific. It's a no, GMW. you don't. <laughs> But it's a sweet fucking car, man. It's a BMW 840IL. You got your identity out in Wikipedia somehow, you know? Yeah. People need to know that this writer likes this car. <laughs> that the, the, the production designers landed on this car. <laughs> that was part of his contract, is like him writing this car into this movie meant that he ended up with this car at the end of the movie instead of getting a percentage of the back end i mean got there, a are, car. there are there are there are times when that happens but i don't know if this is the case i think the best is definitely uh what sharon Sher shannon doherty and Mulrath, how she had in her contract that she got to keep all her costumes she was, so she's constantly changing clothes despite the fact that the movie takes place over the course of like 10 hours <laughs> You, you're not wrong <laughs> alright um... oh this is also the car that Tupac was shot in man well why'd you have to bring the episode down <laughs> like like no I'm just fucking with you it's been a dark year isn't it like the 30th anniversary? No, it's like the 28th anniversary and they finally have a suspect. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh well. I mean, the conspiracy theories were a lot of fun. So it was aliens. We all know it was aliens. It's always aliens. Oh, he's not Kennedy. They killed Tupac. They built the pyramids. All they do is weird shit. That's why we're still waiting on. (laughs) Oh God, I can't actually finish that sentence because it upsets me. It's why we're still waiting on JFK Jr. to come back in this plane. Because it never actually disappeared. It was a Langolier situation. Ah. I'm hearing everything in like a Greg Davies voice in my mind. It's strange. I blame you, Dan. Okay. Mm -hmm. For introducing you to Greg Davies. Yes. I just can't do an impression of him, sadly. He's got a strange voice. He does. Oh, do do you want to be Greg Davies and I can be um, little Alex Horn? (laughs) Little Alex Horn! (laughs) Anyway, we should probably get back to the summary. Yes. Uh, Bob overhears Willie having sex in the dressing room and sends Jin who starts to investigate. Apparently, he's supposed to be having sex with Lauren Grant because that is what the voiceover is, if you really? listen to oh. it. I mean, I yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. It's because, like, John Ritter specifically says as heavyset woman, uh, it's just, like, Lauren Graham would not be described that way. So, it's crazy. Well, all he can I thought see it was here are ankles. Yeah. And well, it's I mean, in the plus-size section, that's why. Ah, okay. Well, I mean, it's also like we like it's weird because like they make a note of like him being attracted, supposedly attracted to heavyset women, and all we see him with is like Lauren Graham and and the future, woman that he plays pinball winner and Octavia Spencer, and Octavia Spencer is the only one who would fit into that category. So like you know, it's whatever. It's a it's a false assumption based on the fact that he was boning you know someone, someone... in the plus side. In the plus size dressing rooms, and all you could see were feet. Ah, that makes more sense. I do like the i the it's. I mean, from a narrative standpoint, it makes sense that it's supposed to be Lauren Graham. That, but at the same time, I like the notion that he'd be sleeping around with random people that he meets in the mall. So you know, I I also sort of expected it to be. It was one of those like paying attention to it this time, being like, oh. Yeah, that actually is Lauren Graham's voice. Yeah. Kind of being disappointed with it. Um, After Willie sees his motel room being raided. No, am I too far ahead? No, that's about 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 when this happens. Yeah. Uh, He moves into Thurman's house, much to his delight. Marcus is angry at Willie for taking advantage of Thurman and uh, disapproves of his sex addiction. Jin visits Roger, who inadvertently reveals that Willie is staying with Thurman illegally. Sorry, too much emotion. Uh, Confronting Willie and Marcus, he tells them he has uncovered their plan. Blackmailing them for half their score. Off. Off. It's a good scene. I mean, again, it's just like, I think that Bernie Mac does a lot with a character that is 
it's pretty criminally underwritten. So underwritten. I really, I really like earlier when he's just eating the fuck out of an apple or whatever. <laughs> like he's just like so into it getting it from every angle slurping licking it's like it's it's perverse yeah no there's a there's a lot of just like that wasn't in the script and that's just bernie yeah. mac doing his thing with it Killing and it's some improv awesome. yeah so yeah that like, was bernie like... mac reading a script about a dude who has a inclination for anal sex and him making his character constipated <laughs> that's that's why he's got like the tangerines that's why he's got like the fucking yeah. stool softener right like shit that he mixes into his drink like it was a very conscious decision and that was the sort of comedic genius that he fucking was yeah i feel like all of all of the little ticks of his character were not in the script and they were shit that bernie mac like brought to it mm. but i could be totally wrong but i'm pretty sure like it just seems like it's bernie mac just like i do whatever i want with this character and it's like this is what i want to do with this character <laughs> everything that i've read about this movie says that you're right yeah it is like he had a shallow character he got brought on for scale and he filled it out because it sounded like fun yeah, like that, yeah, could... fucking have fun, man. Yeah, it feels. And I mean, I feel like Ritter does the same thing. Like, I feel like that character, or probably was written as being somewhat uptight, and like Ritter took it to like a different level of like afraid to even like swear, like you know. I so. mean, S H I T. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, sorry, that's a lot of dead air. I I yep. forgot where I was. Uh, after Willie sees his motel room being raided, uh, we got through that. Yep. Octavia Spencer, Marcus is angry at Willie for taking advantage of Thurbin and disproves his sex addiction. Blah. Uh, Jin visits Roger, who inadvertently reveals that Willie is staying with Thurman illegally. Confronting Willie and Marcus, he tells them he has uncovered their plan, blackmailing them for half the score to keep... Jesus. Yeah, yeah you read that, but whatever. <sighs> William Marcus. <laughs> Sorry. I forgot what show I'm on. Uh, William Marcus' partnership begins to falter further exacerbated when Willie shows up to work drunk destroying the Santa attraction Willie about to commit suicide by inhaling vehicle exhaust fumes gives Thurman a letter of confession for the police including his misdeeds and the yeah this is when the black eye happens yeah and the heist planned for Christmas Eve however he sees Thurman's black eye and abandons the suicide attempt to confront the skateboarders they were introduced earlier yeah I mean this is this is again a perfect example of humor that hasn't aged well like a grown man beating up children like was definitely hilarious in like the 90s and early aughts and just isn't anymore I laughed oh. I laughed really hard I'm sorry 
it's like the the scene of of uh of adam sandler or like throwing dodgeballs at kids and uh what uh billy madison it like it's just it doesn't work anymore but Hilarious. whatever i disagree but kids buckle <laughs> people destroy fuck, them all fuck, fuck a 16 year old single. blonde aryan piece of shit like <laughs> it's not real we can enjoy he's old enough to potentially fantasy. be tried as an adult yeah <laughs> then he's I... old enough to punch in the face because you know uh fuck around and find out yeah fuck around and find out these days yeah i'm sorry that was funny and awesome i'm a terrible person Agreed. <laughs> apparently three quarters of us are terrible people because dan's the other one that's like oh don't do that not funny anymore it was funny it's not anymore still funny <laughs> i giggled um god damn it Partnership begins to falter. I don't know. Who who who's who's got who's got Words. where we are? It's like furious halfway. at Jin's blackmail. Yeah. The third, the last paragraph for the last chunk. Yeah. I mean, it's the last sentence of the second of the second to last black guy. He assaults their leader, intimidating them to leave Thurman alone. Yeah. All right. Somebody else. Please take over. I'm. I'll go. Terrible headspace. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, furious at Jin's blackmail, Marcus and Lois set a trap for him. Fanning the need for a jump start, Lois hits Jin with the car and then kills him by crushing him between the vehicles. Willie and Thurman prepare for the approaching holiday with help from Sue. Uh, on Christmas Eve, Willie, Marcus, and Lois raid the mall, although some technical difficulties arise. Uh, Willie does successfully crack the safe. Meanwhile, he also gets a pink stuffed elephant that Thurman wants for Christmas. It's very I, I, uh, I, I do. Present. Sorry, I, I do want to make a note. I love the choice of music during a lot of this area of movie. I have a deep adoration of many classical songs, and there are some fucking bangers in here i really like the soundtrack for... and score of this first movie it's something that's like seriously missing from the sequel oh the sequel's so lazy about their music um, so, but it does so have that lazy. so it does have, have the good choir scene i did like that sequel it does have sequel. a good yeah. choir scene yeah and it actually again has, thurman's know, the best part a... of two so oh totally yeah, yeah. uh However, Marcus reveals to Willie that he intends to kill him, fed up with his increasing carelessness. This is after uh, yeah. uh, the pink elephant has been gone for Thurman. As he is about, about to execute Willie, the police unexpectedly swarm in, tipped off by Willie's letter that he gave Thurman. A firefight ensues between Marcus and the cops while Willie flees. Determined to give Thurman his present, he leads the police on a chase to his house, ignoring their orders to freeze. He is shot repeatedly on Thurman's porch, but manages to survive. The epilogue is told through a letter from a recovering Willie in the hospital. He expresses his gratitude to Thurman and reveals that he was cleared of the robbery, as the shooting of an unarmed Santa had embarrassed the police, working for them as a sensitivity counselor. Sue is granted guardianship over Thurman and his house until his father's release. Marcus and Lois are in prison. 
Willie ends the letter by hoping that Roger will avoid them and telling Thurman that he should be out of the hospital soon and to be ready for his return. When the skateboard gang leader harasses Thurman again, Thurman finally stands up to him by kicking him hard in the crotch and riding away on his bike, giving the down bully the finger. Yeah, no, this skips over wearing the his scene. t-shirt. Yeah. The boxing scene? Yeah, this uh, yeah the summary skips over the scene of uh, Thurman and Marcus boxing in which it's oh, just yeah. a bunch of people. Oh, they uh, all them. punch each other in the nuts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very highbrow humor. Um, <laughs> well, there, there's again, I laughed. It's so stupid. Nut shots are still funny, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just I like when everyone. I just enjoy it. like whatever about the nut shots, but I just enjoy everyone being incapacitated at the end and just kind of rolling around in pain. Like they're so helpless, they're so hopeless. They can't even do basic shit without fighting or. Yeah, well, I mean know. that's that's I the other thing it's is, is it's just like it's thematically whole, appropriate. Things that happen in this movie make sense. Of getting rid of Willie doesn't make a ton of sense because like it's never established. Like I can establish that like his safe cracking ability is pretty significant. Um, and like Marcus doesn't have an alternative to that without well, Willie's. But you I know, think they, at the same time, uh, I get him being fed up with him. So it's kind of implied that he wants to this to maybe be the last, last one job, i thought just yeah. because there was like so much money involved like that was kind yeah. of the impression i got why um he was like you know done did yeah just, like might yeah. as well close off this loose end just in case no i mean i buy that enough but you know it is just kind of like like there's a interesting aspect of like a lot of these type of movies and like why do you need to work to work with this person and you know i mean that's one of the things that's interesting is like marcus clearly needs willie to crack the safes and to pose as santa whereas like willie doesn't terribly need marcus which is just kind of interesting per- perspective of it makes willie more likable because he's just doing it because he's his friend more so than like like it doesn't seem like willie cares that much about the money a lot of the time so mm. but that at the same time was... he also can't hold on to on some money <laughs> so no yeah that is the end of bad santa one uh, yep no um... shit happens when you party naked that's the end of bad santa one <laughs> yeah i do like that shit. <laughs> um yeah you gotta have a dumb novelty shirt at the end there right it makes sense yeah uh uh so I do wish that two. t-shirt had had a made a reappearance in Bad Santa 2. I think that could have been amusing, but uh like it's got it's got too many like callbacks for my liking anyway. Yeah. It's it's pretty callback heavy, honestly. I mean it's a sequel. That's what they do. Yeah. I don't know. They don't have to go like, you know, there's a limit. Like I mean, I don't know. I don't think you make a sequel worse than The Spy Who Shagged Me. That's always oh God, in that's me, a like the most of just like we just remade the first film again. Like it's it's pretty awful in terms of like how much they recycle gags in that film. So yeah, no, I'm gonna you know I like uh, be nice to this film and that like they seem to kind of try you know, but uh, <laughs> it still just doesn't work. Yeah, they give like half of a shit at least. Yeah. Uh, more than the spy like shag an eighth of a shit <laughs> that's still more than the spy who shag so. yeah. Yeah. which well, I loved at the time because I was a dumb kid I was like yes more of the same please I, <laughs> I recently I, I watched the trilogy of Dan. 
Oh, I mean, I just remember hating it and, and people trying to say that they love the second one. And I'm just like, no, the second one's terrible. Third one's significantly better than the second one, but the third one's still awful. It's really only the first third one. Third one is good. so bad. Yeah. God, remember when Beyonce was trying to act in that movie? <laughs> the third one basically <laughs> just skates by because the intro is a lot of fun. And like that's it's kind it. of fun to say I love gold as well. I yeah, I, <laughs> I kind of like the, that character a little bit. Um, I digress. Yeah, let's get into the plot of Bad Santa 2, directed by Mark Waters, who did uh, Mr. Popper's Penguins and Freaky Friday reboot of the 2000s. Oh. So, an interesting choice. Um, but I guess he is uh, from comedies, so that, that's probably that was probably the thinking. Yeah, well, I mean, um, that's the thing is it, it, I don't know, it's just American, like, there's no artistry in like comedy films like anymore, and it fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. just this very, like, I think we talked about it already, but like, there's just this very workman approach to it, and yeah. it's just like could like, have been written really, by AI. Yeah, I mean, you get that from this, will yeah. be. It's just like, yeah, there's there, there, there's just no interesting shots in this movie like whatsoever which is unfortunate because there are a few in the first one like i think they make some pretty great creative decisions in terms of i think when uh marcus deactivates the alarm in their first heist like i think that i think that's a long tracking shot that's pretty impressive mm. um and yeah. uh then you have like obviously like bernie Mac's death i think is start was shot pretty well so but I think it goes other moments too. It goes beyond the visual into the just uh, what seems like a lack of belief yeah. in the project, or 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 you know, which it's it's less tangible, but you feel it. Like you oh just yeah, feel I mean, like, oh, this, yeah. Is, this like, was made for just uh, you know a cash in. Like yeah, this is a s- very cynical cash in, which you know, like I, it's weird because it's just like the character. It's such a cynical like lot that you would think that like cynicism like it's made for cynical reasons and it's like cynical themes but it's just like it just doesn't work so yeah because this movie is dark as fuck like you know and if they were take that away from it it is it is like miserable the relationship between him and his mother like it it recontextualizes the original movie but like it's just so depressing to me as well yeah and like on Honestly, between the extra darkness, the extra shit, like just, you know, meanness and like the fact that you can feel that most of the actors are like they're not I wouldn't say phoning it in so much as like you can tell that they're like really questioning like was doing this a good idea like it's not that Thornton is like doing a bad job on the surface of it, but like his energy is just different. Yeah. I mean, I, to, to some extent, like, yeah. I mean, I, I've got the impression that's like, you know, Oh, Brett Kelly and, and, and Tony Cox. It's like, what else are they getting offered? So they're happy to do it. Um, but like, yeah, a big part of it just seems like, like Billy Bob Thornton and like Kathy Bates were like, wouldn't it be cool to work together? And they're like, yeah, and then they agree yeah. to do it. And then after a day of working together, they were like, okay, we've done that. Oh shit, we have another month of filming. <laughs> like, so that's kind of how it comes across. All right. Yeah. I, got I mean, two fun facts real fast. I got two. Um, Brett Kelly gained like 40 pounds um, eating sandwiches to what? reprise his role. 
Oof. So yeah. Um other fun fact. Man, my fun facts are bad these days. Uh other fun fact. Um Kathy Bates had short hair because of cancer. Wow. No. Oh, that's, I think Kathy Bates had cancer. Dark. So that's well, I'm just just saying a thing that I know that happened. I thought maybe she had chemotherapy or something. No, man. It it was because of fucking American horror story. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think that was a reasonable there. place to go with it. Yeah. I mean, also it fits the character. Yeah. So um and so the tattoos looked awful, I will say that. Yes. <laughs> tattoos look so bad. <laughs> They look so, so fake and not like what someone would get at all. They're just like so trying too hard, but whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like so, in some areas they're like trying too hard, but like it all comes across as like, you know, not even it's not even like actively bad so much as just it's just like everything is kind of lackluster and it just sort of adds up to it all it kind of being like, ugh. but like. I don't know. I keep thinking about, you know, the way it's shot even. And it's like, man, like that's a that's kind of a neat area of Chicago and they make it look like boring as shit. Like, I really don't know. The first movie doesn't take advantage of the fact that it's shot in Phoenix that well either. So um, it does a better job, though. Like, yeah, the second one, it just. uh the, the Outside first... of like the kid eating like Chicago style, which isn't even Chicago style fucking pizza. It is like, yeah, M. it is. That looked like it was that. Looked it looked like, like it was. Been... It's just like to eat it as like a slice is fucking hilarious. It so. is weird. Like I, I, it, you know, like you get like a Lou Malnati's or something. You're fork and knifing that shit most of the time. Like it's yeah. just, yeah, it's intense. Um, but yeah, you think Mal- Thurman Merman is fucking knife and forking that shit. That's the king, oh, of, the king no, of the sandwiches and the. Forking. But yeah, uh, a, Millennium Miles and to read social cues. But yeah, Millennium Miles in like a, a pretty area of Chicago. Uh, I bet it looks really cool when you know at holiday time, and like. I just feel like they don't use any of that setting effectively. Whereas like the first one, it's like yeah. You know, you don't get a lot of sense of place of it being, you know, in Phoenix, but like it's not like, you know, a, like they're filming in like a super memorable kind of location where like here they are and they're not using it appropriately. Well, I mean, it's also I think that in the first one, there was a thought that like it's humorous to shoot a Christmas movie in a warm area and like that joke completely flew over the heads of the makers of bad Santa too. Like this should be set in no like, idea. this should be yeah. set in like Honolulu or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So. All right. I'm going to plot this up. Okay. Set 13 years after the first film, Willie soak. Is it soak or? Yeah, I think it's soak. I feel like it's so- only set like, yeah. Remains depressed as ever. Upset is happy ending did not pan out as he is again addicted to sex and alcohol. As he tries and fails to kill himself, he is visited by Thurman, the kid Merman, who has just turned 21 and works at a sandwich shop called Hungry Hoagies. 
unfortunately Thurman's father has abandoned sandwiches. Yeah, I mean sandwiches. It's a theme for him. Yeah, I mean it's a running gag that all he likes to do is make sandwiches. That's fine. You can bring that gag back. You know, like I'm okay with that. That's it works. Uh, Um. Unfortunately, Thurman's father has abandoned him and his grandmother has passed on two years before making Willie the closest thing to family has left. Thurman delivers to Willie a package containing a large sum of cash. Willie soon finds uh, out that it's from Marcus, his former partner who has been released from jail after the events 13 years earlier. Uh, Marcus, expressing sincere remorse for betraying Willie, tells Willie he has an opportunity in Chicago that could potentially net them millions, though he is unwilling to disclose the name of his contact. Willie reluctantly agrees, while unsuccessfully trying to help Thurman lose his virginity. Before I really like the, referring to prostitutes as cherry pop women. Like, I thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Like, one of the only times the kind of uh, shock humor works for me in this movie is his incredibly long drawn out description of uh, weird euphemisms for what he's going to do with this prostitute. I, I think this whole sequence but, with 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 Octavia Spencer right down yeah, to it, Thurman fleeing the motel room was hilarious. But I was I was ready to I was starting to think at this point it's like oh maybe people were wrong about this maybe this is actually good. Oh, but, it's the best scene in the movie. It's probably Easily. the best scene. Best in the movie. scene in the yeah. movie. Um, and then it's all downhill from here. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, once we meet Kathy Bates, it's like, ugh. Uh, I I just so disappointed, because, like, it's Kathy Bates. It's another Oscar winner. This should be at least I don't know why. She just feels so miscast in this role. And it's just like, I feel like I've seen her give performances that would suggest this is good casting yes it doesn't work yes that's so. a good point like i i can totally see why they went with it i don't know if it's on her you know i, I yeah i'm gonna i'm I gonna give her the benefit i don't get of the why she doesn't one. work in this but she doesn't yeah so it's that there's something that there's something Zoid. wrong with this movie you gotta go big it's talkies <laughs> uh i think you know she 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 does her best with what she's got um Upon their arrival, Willie is annoyed to learn that not only is Target of the Con a charity, but that his estranged mother, Sonny, is Marcus's contact. Willie reluctantly agrees, since Sonny, who uses shit stick as a term of endearment for Willie, is suffering from the early stage of the Parkinson's disease. I wouldn't say a term of endearment. I guess she does. Yeah, she does later. Yeah, she does. Uh, initially, she does just endearment. She yeah. thinks the fact that he likes the, uh, fucking things up the butt is hilarious, which is a weird thing, but whatever. He's always mm. been to anal. Ever yep. since he was a little kid, he right. tore the ass out of all the dolls he had. Uh, Apparently, yeah. Um, so it was a weird. Joke. Yeah, it didn't didn't work for me though. Um, and she is suffering from the early stages of Parkinson's disease. Though he secretly makes a deal with Marcus to cut Sonny out when the time comes. Forced to don the Santa suit once more. Willie is arrested when he beats up a much jollier Santa who Willie mistakenly thinks is a pedophile. He doesn't mistakenly think he is a pedophile. No. The movie makes it pretty explicit he is a pedophile. He is. Yeah. And I'm kind of confused. Yeah, somebody. so he is. It's okay. somebody. Yeah, no, I mean, it's the movie, like yeah. Ralph something. The, yes, like the, movie, the movie makes clear Mike that Star. it's like, the, like he's like, you're Mike scared away all the, all the hot kids. Good fellas. Yeah. He usually plays a mobster. Yeah, yeah, it is mobster guy. That very that's familiar what I'm guy. Seeing in my mind. Um. Okay. Yeah. So I figured that. Yeah. That. that uh. Him saying that was that. Yeah. Okay. The implication is that he is a pedophile, but okay. pedophile. 
then he yeah. was rightly fucked up by uh, Mr. Soak. Though she wants to fire Willie for his behavior, she relents when he agrees to attend AA meetings with her. Uh, Diane's husband, the regent, who also runs the charity and is cheating on Diane with his secretary, oh, orders so his is, head... His name, regent? Like, it feels lazy? Yeah. The, what, is he a king of some kind? The regent? I... We never if see him. Regent right? is just title, then he has no name. And that's even more weird. Yeah, they don't go very deep into this character other than he's like very uh, religious or whatever, and they're um, doing sex abstinence for a long time. Um, uh, Diane's husband, the regent, who also runs a charity and is cheating on Diane with his secretary, orders his head security guard, Dorfman, to track and follow Willie. Becoming suspicious of how much time he's spending with Diane, and we, as we already discussed, like these characters are just—they're—they're they're the analogs to to John Ritter and Bernie Mac, and they are just so much less interesting. Wait, you're so. kidding me? Oh, I I love um, Ryan Hansen and Party Down. Yeah, he is awful in this. Uh, yeah, his nothing they do. In, like the, in it's their just like I, I know interest. Ryan Hansen from. Yeah, figure figure out like figure out like some weird or quirk to your character to make your character interesting because like. Bernie Mac did that really, really well, and Jod Ritter did that as well to an extent. And it's just like they just play them so bland. And it's yeah, just like... I was fully paying attention to this movie, and I didn't realize until right now they were meant to be husband and wife. I thought in the scene of the car, she was talking about someone completely different. They have like no on-screen time. Together. They have no. On, they have next to on, no on-screen time together. Yeah. So, um, so you fucked up movie. Either. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's not on me. Meanwhile, Marcus, after doing recon work, tries to seduce security guard Gina so he can obtain the keys to Regent's office where the charity safe is kept. But he fails to do so as Gina is high in maintenance. Elsewhere, Willie starts she's a sexual relationship. She's not high maintenance. She just is, hates, she's just not attracted to a, to a short person. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's in oh. quotes, so I yeah. that's that's his yeah. take. Um, elsewhere, Willie starts a sexual relationship with Diane. He and Sonny start to bond, especially when the two of them rob a mansion together with Willie posing as Santa and Sonny as Mrs. Claus. Yeah, I really uh, like the, they, I actually I really like this like sequence where the kid pees on him. I like the sequence that, with no, no, of, of, of all the in, various interactions he has with the you kids. Or me. Like, I want to, I thought, I want I thought they were so much worse than the first movie. Like I, I, laughed, I didn't think I laughed that at every single one of in the... the first movie. And that was my problem. Like, I feel like it was more of the, like, what do you want uh, next? Like that was the whole joke in the first movie. And this, they have like multiple jokes. Like I like the bit of like, 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 Oh, you're going to be out of town right down the address of, that. You're not going to be at like, you know, th stuff no like that. I kinda like, yeah, there is no payoff. And like it also is just like the world of the film like kind of falls apart because the fact of the matter is is like um, Kathy Bates is risking a lot to rob this mansion, um, and I don't think it makes sense. But no, whatever. Uh, I, yeah, I'd have to disagree about the the scene with the kids. I would actually look at it as like a perfect microcosm of the differences of the two movies because I remember laughing like. I didn't laugh through the first movie. I, I and chuckled not at a little bit in this and not at all sequence. in the first. Um, and that different it's like yeah. subjective humor. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that's oh, the other thing. It's I like I appreciate a little bit in the first and not the second at all. 
Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I, you know, there's another scene in this, um, the sequence where, you know, when he's talking, when he is kind of using like a lot of like malapropisms discussing the like true meaning of Christmas with Christina Hendricks. Like, like the idea of it is funnier than the execution, but it was like an attempt at humor I appreciated. So, mm. but all right. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Allow it. Uh, I don't know. Thanks. Fuck. Um, where were we? I got. I got uh, uh, lost there. Do do do. There were sexual relationship. Like by As they bond, really smoke. Uh, he and Sonny start to bond, especially when they rob a mansion. As they bond over their hall afterward, Sonny gives Willie a gun so he can betray and take revenge on Marcus, despite Willie's insistence that Marcus has changed. You're not going anywhere, buddy. We're almost done. Uh, Thurman soon arrives in Chicago having followed Willie to the city uh, the only kind of interesting shot is how when you know he flips from taking the uh, rickshaw to ride it uh, hauling it himself or the bicycle um, alright no I, god Chicago. damn it you're making me laugh and I need to avoid my bladder so it's okay you can, you can play for a second we'll be here you, you can continue. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go pee. Enjoy. Uh, Willie at first considers uh, leaving him at a laundromat, but soon takes him to the charity's shelter. Thurman ends up joining the children's choir, which is set to have a concert on the night of Willie, Sonny, and Marcus's heist. Willie soon encounters Gina, who, thanks to Sonny's prodding, believes Willie wants to sleep with her. They have sex in the bathroom of a bar, and Willie obtains the keys. On the night of the show robbery, Willie catches Thurman singing, which makes the kid very happy. As Willie cracks the safe, Marcus is about to betray him again, but they escape just as Regent and Dorfman discover the con. However, Sonny reveals she is betraying them both, telling Willie the bullets and the gun. It's she a gave triple him. cross. Oh, triple cross. How lame. <laughs> and not <laughs> exciting at all. Yo. <laughs> um telling Willie the bullets and the gun she gave him are blanks before shooting Marcus. She tries to escape by disappearing into a crowd of people dressed as Santa at an outdoor party. Oh my god, you're like doing a bit on blow up the fucking De Palma movie in this or just whatever. We've seen this eight bajillion I mean, SantaCon is a real eight thing. Bajillion. So, like, like... But the, the person running away into a group of people that look the same thing is like so fucking played out at this point. Come on. Yeah. For like, especially for end of movie set yeah. piece like maybe no, I mean, like, get away with that earlier on when we're you know the we're still into it but this is come on i'm like yeah no i mean especially here. especially when this is like such a like it's not a well-made heist film it's it's a, no it's a bad vulgar comedy so like yeah and i mean like that's that's the thing is like i i guess if they had leaned more into the heist film aspect maybe it'd be more interesting but that wouldn't be true to what the first movie is so why even bother um like yeah. like there's a lot of like ex i don't know i mean in again it's just like this is just so visually uninteresting that like like yeah. why even do it in the first place so it's very bland yeah um willie regent and dorfman chase her despite blending in willie catches her and attempts to take the bag of stolen cash by saying the kids need it more in their struggle the bag is torn open and the money goes flying into the crowd enraged sunny attempts to shoot him again but hits thurman in his behind instead in his behind 
Yeah. Well, well I mean, even, and this this yeah. was also a lot when the the cash exploding. I thought was like a real lost opportunity because as it is just sort of like if you want to say something about out you know capitalism, I guess as like you know talk about the fact that this is going to a bunch of like random people in Santa suits and not to kids. Like, there's opportunities to talk about that kind of stuff with this being your ending that like they don't get the money other random people get the money are those other random people deserving of the money we don't know because the film's not interested in talking about that so you know it just it's it, you know it just feels desperate to wrap it up you know yeah. it's just like we don't really care about any of these characters like yeah we just, just want to get to the end like let's get to the credits yeah <laughs> it, it really like they're pushing you out um do, do, do. Uh, the struggle about we have money goes flying into the crowd. Enraged, Sonny attempts to shoot him again, but hits Thurman and is behind instead. Said that already. Both Sonny and Willie are arrested, but Willie is not charged due to his help in catching Sonny. I do, I do recovers... like Thurman saving in Willie, though. I mean, that's a good moment. And yeah. like again, it's just like it's, it's why, moment, like, like you know, Thurman's the best character in this movie by like a mile. Um, he's the only one who provides contrast, and he does kind of like give up like resolution that's like he gets a resolution that's satisfying in terms of how his plot overlaps with everything else so yeah yeah it's true that does kind of work and like his his kind of realization point earlier when he uh comes to the apartment and and talks to uh billy bob like i think uh is pretty good scene. yeah no i mean like, his, you... his yeah his his earnestness kind of saving willie is kind of great and like like you know it's just like like like, yeah, I don't have any family, but I get to choose my family, which is even better. And like that seat, I love that speech. I wish that speech was just yeah, like a in speech. a better movie. But like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we've heard that stuff before, but he's a great actor and he sells it. And it's nice to see the character having some momentum when he's kind of just frozen in the, you know, uh, yeah. dumb guy lane for so long. Yeah. Um, Gaining 40 pounds. Yeah, no, that's sad. Yeah, it's sad. It is sad. (laughs) They should have been like, don't do that, please. Yeah, just like, (laughs) yeah, I kind of wish that they'd been like, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, While he recovers, he is visited in the hospital by Diane, who wakes him up with a hand job. Willie soon takes a job as a janitor at the charity where he continues to visit Thurman and accepts him as family. He also visits an injured Marcus, but proceeds to teabag him and post pictures of this on Instagram as revenge against Marcus for doing the same thing to him. Yeah, this Um, this was a guaranteed to leave a bad taste in your mouth as you leave the theater moment. Like, definitely not something they should have included in the credits because it's just not that funny a joke. But whatever. uh, Emily, you laughed. Gross. I I kind of. I'm laugh. also like twelve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like like the twelve year old part of my brain laughs at it, and then the like three days from forty part of my brain, six days from forty, whatever the fuck it is. Cry us like, a river. Ah, you you fucking shit. You're half, wrong. Half of this podcast is already forty, so cry me a river, baby boy. Hmm. Yeah, we should watch This Is 40. No. <laughs> I hate that movie. I'm so sure much. I will hate it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't really want to. I'm sure it will be just as irrelevant to me when I'm 40 as it has been up until this point, uh, unless I somehow make several million dollars. <laughs> it's like the most do... out-of-touch comedy movie I've ever seen in my life. 
Oh, I'm sure there's there's some other ones, but like, you Yeah, know. that's, I don't know. Judd Apatow, it's funny he made a movie called The Bubble because I kind of think he's in one. Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, that, that like, movie's even good that movie's even worse than This Is For You. I was actually. gonna say, like, can't we just watch um, I Love You, Man? But that's a fun movie. I Love You, Man's fine. <laughs> that's not him, though, you know, that's. It's like a, that's a produ production like the mid you don't count i only if i say an apatow oh, i mean like actually oh, direct directed yeah, by it's him. not not his cronies like and i like some him. of his movies like yeah i i like funny people like more than most even though it's messy uh i like um even though the king of staten island was okay like i didn't hate it um but yeah he's definitely bleh. i mean the bubble is one of the worst comedies i've seen in the last decade for real uh it was indeed bad but those are the two it is real bad um yes it was like you're i mean it's it's such a softball as well like it, it actually should be amazing there's no reason like, why it needs to be as terrible as it is it's just maybe the pandemic because that's what it's about maybe they were fighting the actual pandemic but it sucks should have been better it sucks bad Hey, there's a yeah, movie we were talking better. about. Good we're cast. Like most of the way through it. I uh, sorry. Uh, oh yeah, no, we're done. So oh, we uh, verdicts from everyone is what's yeah we finished. Really? That is bad Santa finished. one, bad Santa two, two sets. Yeah. Um. So verdicts i'm gonna are we we do uh both of ours at the same time or how does this work um no the the four of us i feel like we should do the first one at the same time and then again all right four all right so one round for the first one round for the second that's fine. yes all at the same time uh, we're, we're, we're a quorum we're a quorum of four we're an unbound quintet quartet quorum um no yeah sorry uh so this first movie bad santa is good movie i like it um I oh yeah see see it. it. it's a holly yay i like it yeah holly yay uh, like um, so we're we're too well we're all supposed to do the same time you're not doing it all no not at the same time tj that doesn't make dumb. it like i know you're trying to rush to the end but like you mean know. literally speak at the same time is that what you're saying yeah <laughs> because like, yeah yeah three That's, two i mean one. we don't we yeah. don't have to we don't have to like you know do a lot of exposition but yeah that's really dumb tj um, <laughs> i don't yeah i don't um i don't have to uh go on because yeah i've said what i feel about it i think it's a really well-made movie uh it's very it's still funny it's obviously got some shit that would should be left back in the day um you know some dumb homophobia and various jokes that that go a little bit too far for modern taste for sure but generally as like a shock comedy thing it works for me i think it's really consistent i think the performances are amazing uh i think there's like some really uh i think it's just a well-made rounded picture next uh i'll go next um i also say see it you know it's not the best movie i've ever seen but i had fun watching it i laughed out loud which i don't even always do um even when i find something funny and um you know, I I like Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, the movie made me sort of realize pr probably why Angelina Jolie both married and divorced Billy Bob Thornton. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I uh, 
Yeah, it took you a second, huh? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I had fun, and like that's really all I need to, you know, stick around. So first one's to see it for me. Or holla yay. Yay. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll go. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a screw it. I just don't care enough. Um, like I think that there are some isolated good moments and some decent performances, but ultimately I just find myself not caring about any of it. And I, I just don't see what the point of it all is. It largely just seems like a character study of a character that I'm not interested in. So yeah, it was a screw it for me. Yeah. Did you? I, I respect your opinion on that. Like, I mean, I it's a mild screw wrong. it, but like, I get still a screw but it. But like, so. yeah, I, like yeah. mine is also a mild see it though. Yeah. So or... I, I enjoy, I don't hate the first one. I like a lot of elements of it. There are things about the second one I do enjoy as well. Second one is the worst movie. The first one, I wish it ended better, but I do like how it was sort of super happy ending for the kid. Yeah, I just wish that he that Willie was featured in the ending in more than just voiceover. Like we see him get shot and we get voiceover that says that he didn't die, and that's it. And it's like I wanted one more scene between him and the kid. But you know. Yeah, whatever. I'm not crazy about the ending. It's probably my the weakest part for me. Yeah. All right, movie two, Bad Santa two. Uh this is a screw it. It's kind of a cash grab vibe. Um Billy Bob is like way too far away from the alcoholic he probably was in real life to harness the energy he has in the first movie. Um, um it's, not, it's, uh, not, sorry, quick, not so fun fact. He did want to play up the alcoholism in the second one as much as the first. So Oh, he wanted to, but he, he did you're, not. I, I don't think he's Oh, he did not. Okay, so that was his choice. Yeah. So yeah, maybe he was like too. Yeah, he was too clean, too far away from it. Uh, which you know, fine. I'd rather a person be healthy and happy than you know making a movie for like laughs. Um, if he was truly actually fucked up in the first one, although I don't think he could be that fucked up to be able to pull it off. Well, I mean, um, I think frequently, frequently, frequently <laughs> with a lot of these actors, it's a situation of like they're either working or they're are indulging. Um, horrible. Like, I mean, and I think like Sam Jackson's been really open about the fact that if like the way he stays clean is not stopping working, which you know, I guess it's working for the most part, but you know, that's a sad uh, thing to say. That's true. Un unlike uh, the first movie, I don't think this one has uh, good side characters at all. Um, none, of, none of them work. None of them are interesting. Um, I agree with Dan. Like Thurman's probably the best returning character. Oh, well, Octavia Spencer, I think, is good in this, too. But, yeah, you know. well, yeah, it's one, one great scene. Yeah. Um, so it has moments. It's not a complete disaster, but I couldn't like wholeheartedly recommend it in any way. Um, and if you even if you like, I quite like. I probably the most effusive about the first film here uh, of us. And yeah, just like avoid it completely. Just ignore it. <laughs> pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> Best option. Pretend what doesn't exist. 
exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like how remember that Matrix that movie? Exist. Remember how they never made any sequels? Like, yeah, yeah, that that Matrix Man, movie. Man, I love that so good. first Matrix. I mean, that the only, only Matrix, Matrix movie. Like, that was such a great <laughs> movie. I saw it like fucking fifteen times in theaters, and yep. there were no sequels, and it was amazing. <laughs> yep. They didn't yeah, do. Any, do. They didn't do two sequels followed by a reboot. They did not do any of those movies. No. So. Believe it. Believe it or not, humans still have free will. You don't have to watch sequels that look like they're gonna suck. That is totally a human right you have. Hey, marketing fools. We don't that exercise that good. right yeah. on this podcast. We are forced <laughs> to watch these nightmares and discuss them. Uh, and thankfully, this wasn't as bad as some of the sequel nightmares we have experienced. But uh, oh Emily, man, please like, review this movie. The that movie we exist. keep on forgetting is "Kill Me Now." That yeah. movie we keep on forgetting is the worst, worst movie, movie we've watched that we have. Yep, that we've watched. Yep, Kill doesn't me even now. classify it as a movie. That was awful. Me. That was really bad. <laughs> All right, uh, Emily, I think you're next in the verdict on Bad Santa 2. Yes, I am. And uh, in case you couldn't tell, this is definitely a holiday for me. Um, I don't know. It like, it, it, it's like, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when you try, when you watch a like never aired American pilot version of <laughs> a Brit, a funny British show that like, uses the same lines and stuff and it just doesn't fucking work it's the same basic concept like you're using the same well in theory you're using the same type of humor and it just doesn't land but like in reality you are like they're they tried amping it up in like the wrong directions and like they just made it like so it's like it's it's mean it's like it makes the uh, it would make the you know the other movie blush in terms of like how crass it is and like just hateful in a lot of ways and it's like where's the joy that was in the first one like you know part of the fun of the first one is like you know it's like yeah you kind of hate billy bob thornton but like you know you kind of love him too whereas in this one you, you like i don't know it's not even that i hate him or love him i just sort of feel apathetic about him and like that's He's boring I yeah. was apathetic to him in both films, so that was kind of the problem. But, you know, I do think that there's a little bit more range in the first film than the second film. So I'll give you but, that. Yeah. I mean, fuck this one. What movie? Screw it. <laughs> Holiday. Uh, fuck it into the sun. Phew. Done. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a holiday for me as well. I mean, like, I don't know how much there is to say about two. It's a very bland sequel. Um, in in some ways, I like its blandness. It's um just because the first one, I just feel like takes more. I don't know. Both of them take some pretty terrible missteps. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I I do think that at I. For weird, like, I like Thurman a lot in two and in some ways because, like, I just feel he works as, like, the heart of the film in two better than he does in one. Like, in mm -hmm. some ways, I respect, I like two more than than one. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I find both movies actually quite similar in terms of just being mild Holonaise. Um, Like, 
I, I don't really see a huge distinction between the two of them, which is weird because I think the other, the everyone else I'm talking to really does see like a huge distinction between the two. It's just like, there's definitely more care and craftsmanship put into the first one. I just think it's all for naught. And, you know, the second one exists and it's all for naught. So, I mean, like they're both polonaise they're not the worst movies that i've ever seen but they're just not something i have much interest in seeing again dan i'm not actually surprised by that it, it's sort of what i expected like yeah if we didn't end up recording tonight i would have put it as a like three out of four for yay for the first and a zero out of four for the second yeah, that's yep. And that's... I mean, they're both like twos for me. So, well, well, th three of us being yeah. on the yay, yeah, and four of us being on the hollandaise, <laughs> yeah, on on the sequel of that delicious hollandaise sauce. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I I am a good fan of like some good hollandaise as long as it doesn't split. If it splits, it's just. Oh, speaking of it. splitting, I want to split. So fucking. <laughs> That's your verdict. <laughs> it's a day. Oh, we're TJ waiting on me. TJ um, sucks. <laughs> I I figured that I already said whatever mine was. Um, TJ's an TJ's holiday. The sequel playing is terrible. The first one is fine. Fun. But it's not great, but I still kind of laugh at it sometimes. So, so the two is a hole in a. Don't watch it. It doesn't exist. Gone from the tables of time. All right, let's yeah. close I, this I, sucker. Remove it from reality. Hey, Pork. I have a website place that I go and write movies, critiker.com slash Lurk. I reviewed the Kane, the court Kane mutiny, the Kane mutiny court martial with uh, William Friedkin's last movie, which is really awesome, where they just stay in, in a naval courtroom the whole time. It rocks. Didn't realize it's his last movie. I actually have to watch that now. Although Kiefer Sutherland is really good in it. What I'm going like to watch the best he's ever been. After this is going to be not Star Wars. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, well, I, I think you good. saw it of like, like Zack Snyder. Uh, god, I'm gonna make my own Star Wars with blackjack, blackjack. Hookers. Yeah. Hookers. that looks like, real yeah. bad. No, it's thanks. supposed it's to be terrible. really bad, it's gonna be so bad. All the way from the five really hour bad. Snyder cut to come at a later date. Thank you. Yep, yep. How he says that he's doing so a director's cut speak. version of every movie. Testosterone is a on. terrible drug. Shouldn't if you're all that, insane. If he's that powerful, can't the director's cut just be the first release of the movie he makes? What is this DLC? Get the hell yes. out of here. No, he needs he knows that, that his movies don't make suck. enough money <laughs> unless saying. you can trick people into buying the same movie twice. He needs that at direct he needs the theatrical hey, cut at director's cut. Yeah. Hey Dan. Yeah. You've got a webcomic. Yeah, yeah. You can check out my webcomic uh, with fetus.com. Emily. TJ and I have another podcast. It is called New England Beer Reviews. We suck at doing it, but, you know, that's uh, a lot of my fault because, you know, 
holidays and working and you know pain so yeah sometimes though it happens and you should uh you know immediately give us like hundreds of thousands of dollars every time it does uh god i wish that would be super cool uh you know elon musk if you're listening um we need it more than you do if it's musk then it's grok because elon musk doesn't or does understand fucking Heinlein and do you even grok okay whatever do anyway you, do you even grok T- tj's lost his goddamn mind so uh yeah whatever. um we have the other podcast new england beer reviews you should go find it whenever it happens uh this has been see it or screw it i am not tj davis because tj no. davis is a extra uh, weird tonight um uh, you can find us on uh facebook uh twitter because i'm no fuck you uh twitter <laughs> it is still called twitter God oh I, I, no, I, I love how there's a big like like fight in like uh journalism as to what to call it because basically editors are insisting it be called x at all and there are many uh writers who refuse to call it such so it's be, so the compromise it's they've x, frequently reached known as twitter for, is x formerly known as twitter <laughs> like well uh wait till it changes well i was gonna say wait till it changes to an <laughs> unpronounceable symbol but you know um that's a thing that's been done already but anyway speaking of giving us lots of money uh you could give us here lots of money as well so that you can find on patreon.com slash s-i-o-s-i that's the initials of our show and uh i don't know Uh, final thoughts see what i might be watching oh yeah you can do the same thing do you at letterbox.com backslash S-I-O-S-I. Uh, it's just hardcore some... pornography. I, I, I fucking wish it was that. It was actually five Generation stars, five X stars. and Doctor Who the movie from 1996 both. All right, you get to finish talking about yeah, the stuff. only appearance of the eighth Doctor. Yeah, we get All it. right, goodbye. No. We're done. Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Well, what Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the that bunny was awesome, just grunted. <laughs> oh, bunny! We we had no final word. Final oh, word. God. TJ no, sucks. Edit. Yep. Ugh. Bunny grunt.